A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can drive change or build an empire. Because old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. This new year, we need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's still ours to win. Start different at GoDaddy.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. This week's second episode is <laughs> more like it. Kunal, we've had such an exciting, eventful, dramatic week. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so for starters, we have a new world champion. Nico Rosberg has been, not officially, but yes, he is the world champion. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Nico Rosberg. But thank you also for literally ruining our life because... In a span of three days, this is our second episode and I can't even get a hold of the number of posts and columns we filed outside of this podcast and my blog. In this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast, we talk about Mercedes and what the hell they could do with their disobedient driver, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> we also talk about our favorite, Max Verstappen. And that's before we speak about Jensen Button's career as a television commentator and the surprise that we had on our faces when we got to know that Daniel Ricciardo actually joined Nico Rosberg in his World Championship party. Did someone say shooey? <laughs> yeah, it's been a really long Formula 1 season for all of us. It's been the longest ever, 21 races. And Hulal, now that it's, you know, it's over, I don't know what the hell we're going to do for the next... Many weekends, actually. <laughs> well, we actually have a content plan. This is for all our listeners to know. We're going to have a content plan. We're actually going to bring to you Formula One drivers on our podcast. But you got to wait a little bit more for that. And we're talking about real Formula One drivers, you know, not like... Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> hey, I would love to have Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but very interesting what you mentioned about Nico Rosberg not yet being crowned as the world champion officially. I don't know why Formula 1 does not crown a world champion on the podium. They'll, they're going to wait till some official result is released and approved by the FIA. Why not use the opportunity and those emotions and crown the world champion that very moment? You know the funniest thing I heard in regards to this? That Nico Rosberg is going to get a penalty because he went and he picked up Bernie Ecclestone <laughs> after the race. <laughs> Let's hope the FIA does not ban Do Not Lift Bernie or lifting <laughs> Bernie as a part of the celebration. But anyway, Kunal, so we all know what Lewis Hamilton did in Abu Dhabi. And a lot has been said, you know, about the way in which he backed up Nico Rosberg. Uh, there could have been a potential situation where Sebastian Vettel got past the both of them, got them to lose the race. And there could have also been a situation where Hamilton's strategy was successful and he would have been crowned the world champion. So... You know, in light of all of that, and we spoke about that a lot in our special episode of the podcast, what does Mercedes do now? And what the hell do you do with someone like Lewis Hamilton? Frankly, if I was Toto Wolf, Niki Lauda, and whoever else in Mercedes, I would do nothing. Because I know that my rules of engagement that I set out when I signed up Rosberg and Hamilton have worked very well up until now. So that's pretty much been some three years, I guess, or maybe four. And I don't think there is a need to change them. 
Well, unfortunately for Lewis Hamilton, Toto Wolff certainly doesn't think so. So he went out and said a lot of things, including that, you know, he would consider whether they need to punish Lewis Hamilton or whether they can actually change the rules of engagement for, you know, critical races such as this come next year. But the fact is, whatever they do, Kunal, it's going to set a bad precedent. So either it's going to go and send a message to Lewis Hamilton that whatever the situation, you are a Mercedes employee and you bloody well toe the line. Or it's going to send a message out to both their drivers that, you know, y'all cannot race unless the team allows you to. It's very tricky. (laughs) It's a tricky situation, yes. And I am very curious to know how they're going to handle this situation because... Let's remember, next year, there will be two world champion drivers in the Mercedes garages. And the only other team I can think of on the grid with that right now is McLaren Honda with Alonso and Button. And life's not looking so good for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, although Ferrari also have two world champion drivers. But anyway, at this moment, you know, let's, let me also just lay it down on the table. Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton and even Formula One for that matter are cashing in on all the the publicity that's being generated by Hamilton's disobedience. I personally do not believe that Mercedes will sack Hamilton. And that too for what? To try and win a world championship? I mean, I really doubt that. Kunal, there will be an absolute riot. I think the thousands of Hamilton fans that are out there will just go and absolutely ruin Dodo Wolf and Nicky Lauda and the Mercedes. Uh... What's, what's the worst they could do? <laughs> They can't do anything. And you know, that's... No, I'll tell you what's the worst they could do. All the Mercedes merchandise that they have bought at official... From the official stores at those high prices. They'll go and sell that on eBay at some (laughs) two pounds, maybe five pounds. I don't know, but... But the fact is, this whole uh, disobedience, it goes well with the entire image that Lewis Hamilton has built up. Of him being so disobedient and rebellious and, you know, badass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems like Lewis Hamilton has got wings and Toto Wolff was somewhere right when he said that if Lewis wants to listen to Christian Horner, he must go drive for Red Bull Racing. <laughs> I found that really, really funny. <laughs> and I'm sure Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo are wondering now, which of us is going to be demoted? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I really think we need to say a big thank you to Mercedes. So despite all their dominance, they have not pre-decided which driver should win. And they've been so sportsmanly, if that's a word, about the whole thing. Their rules are really different from both Ferrari and Red Bull Racing, where we've seen in the past that they've not let their drivers race. Yeah, and in fact, look at it this way, that by winning Abu Dhabi, which they eventually did, and the, the win that caused the controversy, Mercedes could actually end up, or rather will actually end up spending more money next year in terms of constructors entry fee because every point means an increase in the entry fee and 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 look at it this way just because they won one more race it's not that formula one is going to be paying them that much more so mercedes should have probably thought like businessmen as well i think 2016 was just such a fabulous season because we did not know who the hell was going to win till the checkered flag (laughs) came down in abu dhabi and there were instances where Max Verstappen was actually trumping both the Mercedes drivers. Yes, and to this fact, we should thank Lewis Hamilton because he made a race out of nothing. He tried to really make sure that there was a result, which was holding all of us glued to the television at that point of time. One of the most interesting races yes. ever. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to a friend of mine who works with Force India. And he told me something really interesting. 
He said that, you know, all this while, everyone has been talking about Lewis Hamilton, the driver, and Mercedes, the employee, or rather Mercedes, the employer. And he said, let's spare a thought for Hamilton's engineer, because he would have definitely wanted Hamilton to win, of course, but he would have also come under pressure from Mercedes to make sure that the team wins. So such an interesting conundrum. And what the hell do you do in that place? And, you know, I think it's a little unfair that people have come out so strongly against Lewis Hamilton. Because, Kunal, the fact is that every single other sport has seen such tactics, you know, to diverge, to hold back and all of that. To slow down. Yeah. So, in football, how often have we seen that towards the fag end of the game, you know, a certain team is just passing the ball around, kicking the ball around and not actually intending to attack or charge you any of that. I think it's similar even to the sport of cricket and even kabaddi for that matter. A new sport that I've had a good liking for as well. And frankly, let me put it that this was the only thing that Lewis Hamilton could have done to win the world title. And that's what he did. Apart from hoping for a situation like Austria. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this entire incident for me in a lot of ways is symbolic of what the entire 2016 season has been. So imagine Lewis Hamilton. He is in a place where he's intentionally driving so slowly, hoping for his rivals to catch up. But his car is so bloody fast (laughs) that they just cannot catch up, you know. (laughs) Despite him purposely driving Driving as slow as he possibly can. (laughs) And that's pretty much been the story of Mercedes' dominance in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) And Sebastian Vettel, that cheeky little fellow. I strongly believe that he did not overtake Nico Rosberg on purpose. And my mind goes back to, I think, when was it, 2012 or maybe was it 2013? Uh, I think it was 2012, of course. So Michael Schumacher let Sebastian Lettel through at the Brazilian Grand Prix so that he could win the title. And I believe at this race, Vettel in some way helped Rosberg to winning the title. And Vettel, in some ways, protected Rosberg from none other than Max Verstappen. If I remember right, Sebastian Vettel played a role in the World Drivers' Championship back in 2008 when Massa and Hamilton were fighting themselves. So, cheeky little boy, Sebastian Vettel, he's made sure that Lewis did not, or at least had no chance of equaling his four World Championship titles. This also makes Nico Rosberg part of this very exclusive club of German world champions. So there's Michael Schumacher, Sebastian Vettel and now Nico Rosberg. So that's some pretty good company to be <laughs> yes, in. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and let's remember, in my view, Rosberg has had it the toughest since I can remember. He had Michael Schumacher as a teammate. And then he had Lewis Hamilton or he has Lewis Hamilton as a teammate. And he has been waiting for this moment since 2010. And Kunal, add to that the fact that he has a world champion father. So he has these huge boots to fill, so much pressure and so many people who just didn't believe that he's genuinely capable of being world champion. Yes. But that still makes me think, why did Nico Rosberg not overtake Lewis Hamilton in Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that question. <laughs> of <because> course. <laughs> had Nico Rosberg actually tried... I would have been really, really worried for his car. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that shows some confidence in Nico. But I personally, I mean, I know that Lewis was being extremely smart and tactical and he knew where to be slow and where to be quick and hence, you know, make it that much tougher for Rosberg to overtake. 
Speaking of overtaking, so for me, the highlight of the race was when Nico Rosberg caught past Max Verstappen. <laughs> so we were hoping for some wheel-to-wheel action between the two Mercedes drivers. Well, we didn't get that. Well, we got some pretty close racing between Verstappen and Rosberg. And I had my heart in my mouth the whole time. <laughs> but Rosberg getting past Verstappen, for me, it proved three things. So firstly, Nico Rosberg can turn the wheel enough when there's a car on the outside. <laughs> and we've not seen him do this in the past too well. Austria, I can only think of Austria. One word is Austria. In fact, even Silverstone. <laughs> And of course, Nico Rosberg is a worthy world champion because he overtook Max Verstappen on track. <laughs> the legendary Max Verstappen. I think I can now guess what your third point will be. <laughs> that Max Verstappen can finally be overtaken. And I remember even Sebastian Vettel overtaking him. I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or really, really sad about that. But <laughs> yes, Max Verstappen can be overtaken. And a part of me is really sad. And uh, moving on, so K.K. Rosberg uh, was a little critical of Hamilton. He said, "Has Hamilton has been lucky twice in trying to win a world championship. I know just once. I don't know what the second part was. Someday when we get K.K. on the podcast, we'll ask him. But to be honest, K.K. seemed like a really cool guy. You know, imagine texting his son, Nico, saying, pedal to the metal. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy to have a drink with. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad he texted and not WhatsApped Nico. Or Snapchat and Nico. <laughs> so Kunal, KK Rosberg has the unique accolade of being the only Formula 1 world champion who has witnessed his son winning a world championship. That is so special. Yes, and thanks to Twitter, we know that KK won his driver's championship in 1982 by 5 points. And Rosberg won it in 2016 by 5 points. And again, thanks to Twitter, we also know that when Damon Hill and Graham Hill won, their title was 34 years apart. And that's the same number for the Rosbergs as well. So fairly eerie, I must say. so eerie, these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but I must tell you, there are, there are two distinct world champions that we are now talking about. That's Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg. And such different lifestyles and such different personalities. And to me, I'll tell you what I love the most. So after winning his world title, Nico Rosberg tweeted a tribute video to his parents. And of course, this is after he dedicated his championship win to his wife and daughter. And that video was just so heartwarming. There was no messaging. There was just pure passion. There was just pure display of dreams and how hard they worked as a family. And that actually reminded us that Nico Rosberg has literally worked his entire life for this exact moment. You know... He came close to it so many times and now that he's finally reached there, I'll be feeling so much relief, Kunal. Actually, I'm going to add a bit to what you said. It's not just Nico Rosberg. The Rosbergs have worked this hard all their life for a world championship. Can you imagine? It must mean so much to them. You could actually see that he was letting go all that emotion in his post-race interview. Which, by the way, was one of the best and most honest interviews I have ever seen. Thankfully, no corporate PR out there. (laughs) Thank you. But will he be faster in 2017? Well, his father seems to believe so. He says that a happy man always performs better. And the confidence of having beaten Lewis Hamilton. I mean, that's going to do wonders to him. Yes. And uh, Lewis Hamilton, on the other hand, I'm sure he's probably moved back to the USA because... Fresh news coming in is that he has fallen sick or he's called in sick to the post-season Pirelli test. And uh, 
you know, mind you, there is nothing wrong in the lifestyle choices made by Lewis and we're not even judging him. But I do remember that Hamilton had a new girl or has had a new girl for every race that I can think of. <laughs> so I remember Serena Williams, Venus Williams and most recently in Abu Dhabi, he had Rita Ora. <laughs> and Kunal, on that note, and because I love Lewis Hamilton so much, I am going to dedicate a song to him. <laughs> but before you do that, and and just so you guys know that we are not judging Hamilton and his choices, I'm really happy to tell you guys that Hamilton has one extra new trophy in his cabinet than Nico Rosberg this season. And I really hope you guys get that. You're obviously talking about race wins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, here's the song. Trust Mithila to come up with all these interesting songs, etc. But also trust Lewis Hamilton to come up with interesting ways to point out why he probably did not win this season. One of the most degrading ones to me is his dig to Mercedes about the mechanics that were swapped at the start of the season. And I personally believe that he's been trying to make this point to pre-market and pre-sell his second autobiography. Lewis Hamilton has been making a lot of strange statements and what he went and said was that he thinks he is his own champion for 2016 <laughs> or something like that. Which makes me then believe that Massa thinks he is the 2008 champion. No, correct. Massa knows he's the 2008 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on, Nico Rosberg, he celebrated really hard. I saw a few pictures on Twitter, but I was most surprised to see a Daniel Ricciardo out there. A guy who he's been saying, I hope Ricciardo never gets onto the podium. Daniel Ricciardo was invited to that goddamn party. <laughs> I'm just wondering how many shoeys he made Rosberg do. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of parties, there's a rumor that Ferrari might not host a Christmas lunch this season. Because, hey, guess what? There is nothing to celebrate in 2016. And if you ask me... Ferrari should treat every race of the season as the last race of the season. It's only then will they end up performing. <laughs> I'm sure all the mechanics are really upset about their Christmas lunch being cancelled. You know, the one chance this season to finally get hold of all the champagne and wine they've missed this season. <laughs> also, Kunal, did you know that the Manor drivers collided in the latter stages of the race in Abu Dhabi? <laughs> I think we all missed it because we were glued to Hamilton versus Rosberg. I think the only time the drivers or the manor drivers collided was when they were entering the Force India boardroom to talk about a contract for 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to go back to a point that I, I read and that was about how Hamilton and Bettles of the world are now rewriting Formula One records. And that's also because now we have 20 and 21 races in the season. But I can't get over the fact that Schumacher, Prost and Senna are no longer 1, 2 and 3 in all-time wins in Formula 1. Kunal, talking of records, Nico Rosberg released a record for Sir Sterling Moss. And it's an unusual one. But it's really nice that Sterling Moss could have an F1 record today despite not having raced for 55 years. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was put out by, I think, WTF1 or maybe maybe Pablo Elizade. But isn't it so cool? Suddenly, Sir Sterling Moss is on pole position on that particular <laughs> record. The record is that having maximum number of wins but not having a World Drivers' Championship. 
talking of the World Drivers' Championship, the other driver that I can think of at this moment is Max Verstappen. And his opening lap first corner spin probably negated his importance in the driver's title or the, the battle the battle that Hamilton and Rosberg were at. And in some way, I really thank God that he crashed into the other Nico. <laughs> you know, after seeing what happened in Brazil, where he pushed himself to the back of the grid and then he fought his way back and that was the most exciting time this entire season. I think he was like, what the hell, let's do it all over again in Abu Dhabi <laughs> and hence the first lap incident. Back to the grid. And then doing the chase and I believe had Max Verstappen not spun and given his pace and the strategy they were on, he could have probably and genuinely challenged for the fin. And it would have probably been easier because Lewis Hamilton was driving at a really slow pace, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) And Max Verstappen had nothing to lose. Yes, which is also why Max Verstappen said, and I'm not surprised, that he would have done exactly as Lewis Hamilton did. And I can tell you that any driver worth his salt would have done the same thing or probably would not have done any different. Sebastian Vettel doesn't agree though. He's been calling Hamilton's moves dirty tricks since he was Nigel Mansell actually. (laughs) I can tell you Sebastian Vettel would have been the first one to do something similar. Anyway, let's move on. Jensen Button, he had his last race in Abu Dhabi and he had a very strange and unusual retirement. So, retirement before the retirement actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Button actually said that he wished he would have announced his retirement pre-Silverstone. So that he could have had a grand farewell at his home race, a la Felipe Massa. And I told you, he is really missing out on a farewell party. And that's the reason why he called Abu Dhabi's last race. He was actually happy that his car got out of the race and he could start his celebrations earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, Williams have given Massa the, you know, their Formula 1 car of this season as a parting gift. And... I really wonder what McLaren are going to be giving Jensen. And luckily for Jensen, this car will be without an engine. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine giving him a Honda engine as a gift. (laughs) Zach Brown got appointed as the executive director for McLaren. And he said that McLaren need sponsors. (laughs) Come on, Zach, you can be more creative than that. Because irrespective of whichever team you work for, you need sponsors. That's the reality of Formula One. <laughs> on that note, we need sponsors too, in case anyone's <laughs> listening. <laughs> but, you know, given that he was with JMI and now he's with McLaren, I don't know how different will his inputs be. He could have still been in, a, in his sports marketing agency and still raised sponsors for McLaren. On McLaren, Fernando Alonso said that he will not quit until he wins his third title. (laughs) And just given how McLaren is performing, I think he's going to be around for a long, long time. Yes, yes, I really (laughs) do. Luckily for us. (laughs) I I also think Jensen Button's going to be around in Formula 1 for a long time, although not as a racer. I think he is cut out for television and he dished out some really hilarious stories after being a couple of bottles down, I think. So he said that if he invited fellow drivers for dinner, he would never call Sebastian Vettel ever because of some strange WhatsApp message. And uh, he also mentioned of how Danny Kiewat actually used Jensen Button's autograph to impress a girl. And this was way before Kiewat actually got into Formula 1. The funniest thing Jensen Button said was when he asked Lewis Hamilton to give him money to crash into Nico Rosberg before Abu Dhabi. And he said that, you know, Lewis Hamilton flies around in this fancy private jet, 
So he's sure that he can afford to give Button some money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what was probably more funnier. You know, he said that even if Lewis paid him money, he would be able to crash into Rosberg only when Rosberg would come by to lap him, given the pace differential. <laughs> <laughs> so signing off, the best tweet of the entire Grand Prix weekend was when Ben Evans said that he dreamt that as a gesture to all fans, Liberty Media had decided to fly down all the teams and equipment and all of us fans, hopefully, to spar for the title decider. <laughs> That's a very interesting point because like Virtual Statman stated, he thinks that Abu Dhabi is the Kardashians of the Formula 1 world. And imagine just going to going to Spa and having this driver's championship battle being settled in the Spa Francorchamps. Anyway, that's wishful thinking. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in to us every single week of the 2016 Formula 1 season. We are extremely pleased to share with you that we are nearing 150,000 listens this season and it wouldn't have been possible without each one of you all tuning in, sharing, commenting, liking and even leaving us reviews. And to remind you all that we will be here even in the off-season. In fact, Kunal, I think we have some really awesome stuff lined up. Yes. And we're going to be entertaining all of y'all through the time when there's no Formula One. So please stay tuned. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019.